Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Warning, hide the children, it's new underwear week and this guy is cranky. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine. And on this week's episode in Pipe Parts, I'm going to do a rare thing. I'm going to review a pipe that I was sent. Yeah, I'm going to review a pipe so you get to hear that. Uh, My guest is Nate, the king of pipes. No, Nate King of Nate King Pipes. And then music, mailbag, and stay all the way till the end because we got a guest for the rant. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've ever done a guest rant. So uh, all that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And remember, you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are in order to listen to this show. So there you go. Thank you. And uh, also, before we get going with the show, Don't forget VegasPipeShow.com. The website for the Las Vegas International Pipe Show is up and running and fully loaded with stuff, and we are booking all kinds of stuff. Also, on the Pipe Show front, uh, the Columbus NASPC show is coming up on Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th in uh, Columbus, Ohio. I will be there. I hope. I'm 90% sure I'll be there. The uh, Greater Kansas City Pipe and Tobacco Show, September 17th in uh, Kansas City. Uh, The Conclave of Richmond Pipe Smokers is having their show, and it is September 23rd and 24th in... uh, They're they're doing it at a tractor museum, so that should be fun. Uh, And then, of course... The show that I'm involved with, the Las Vegas International Pipe Show, October 21st through the 23rd, kicking off a little bit on the 20th. So go to pipesmagazine.com and uh, check the links there and get yourself to a pipe show. In fact, you'll hear uh, Nate and I talk a lot about pipe shows. So let's get the show rolling. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. are back on the pipes magazine radio show all right you know a rare one a pipe review because uh chris morgan sent me uh one of his morgan bones in fact he sent me two but i'll tell you the other one i'll tell you about the other one in a little bit uh the one that he sent me that i smoked is my classic lavat shape all right perfectly executed classic lavat shape uh acrylic stem natural bones you know Bones unfinished, not one of the fancy lightning finishes. As I picked it up and looked at it, I could see where the flaws were that would normally have made it either a rusticated or maybe a, uh, yeah, 
probably would have made this one probably would have been a rusticated pipe because there wasn't enough to sandblast. But so this Morgan Bones is just a natural finish. It's got a light sandblasting wash over it. It's just gnarly looking in some spots and kind of smooth and boring in some other spots. But then I started turning a, uh, you know, an experienced eye to it. And the first thing that I noticed is on the rim of the bowl, there's a little uh, beveling inside into the bowl. So that is an extra little cut and an extra little process that they're doing to bevel that bowl in, which makes it easier for loading and makes it easier for lighting. And it's just another nice little touch. Then as I looked at the pipe again down the shank, I noticed that it looks like they masked off the end of the shank. So there's a little bit of a smooth spot. Well, in order to mask off like that, that's a whole nother process that you have to do, right? All right, so that's another little process in there. Uh, the stem is acrylic, like I said, so that's an upgrade from a vulcanite, you know, just a, just a cheap rubber stem. Uh, it's got what looks like a little bit of a uh, fluting in the end of it, but just, just barely, you know, so just a, a nice functional stem. Then I pulled it off and looked. And the entrance of the mortise on the shank is, again, beveled. And the tenon itself is fluted a little bit. So these are all things that I know are not your standard basket pipe quality little treatments that happen. Uh, I also noticed with this being a straight Levat that the drilling was pretty darn close to center. The drilling in the bottom of the bowl was, all the way through the pipe was really good. And then the best part, I started to smoke it. And this is just a really good smoking pipe uh, in the 10 or so bowls that I've put through it in the couple of weeks that I've had it it's starting to color and change and of course you know I might have had it outside and been working around the yard with it so it's picked up some grubbiness uh, the little laser etching of the bones logo in there is a whole nother you know a whole nother little process that's two colors and stuff but here's what I here's my determination so first of all, it smokes good. This one came uh, lined, uh, bowl-coated, which I prefer. It smokes good. It's relatively comfortable for an acrylic stem in my mouth. So that tells me that I'm going to enjoy it. And on top of that, uh, it's going to change over time. So that's even more fun. And these pipes range from, I believe, $40 up to $60 or $70, depending on if you get the, uh, if you get the lightning finish. And he's got a whole range of shapes. So whatever shape you think you might like, uh, there's a bones in that shape. The execution of the Levat is um, very reminiscent of a uh, English Levat. It's got a little bit of a reverse cant to it. So, you know, did that little touch. Again, this is just this pipe at. 40 to 60 dollars has got a lot of things going on that you only see at pipe in pipes that are in the 100 to 120 140 dollar range uh the naked finish means that it's going to change over time with you and you're going to start to see things and notice stuff but this is a pipe that i would be willing to bet that it'll get better over time started off really good because it's a good cured seasoned piece of wood to start off with uh but it's going to get better over time. It's going to get more personal to you over the, over time. 
And I would highly suggest this as somebody's first pipe. I mean, it's that good that if you want to, if you want to keep some unsmoked pipes around for somebody that wants to try smoking a pipe or, you know, wants to, maybe you got a friend that you want to introduce as a first pipe, this would be really good. Uh, couldn't go wrong with that. I'm really impressed with what, uh, with what this pipe has done. I'm sure. And I've heard from others as well that what I'm experiencing is consistent through the Morgan bones line. So again, 40, 60 bucks, boy, I could see easily picking up five or six of these in different shapes and stuff, having them around as backup pipes, taking them out on a, you know, whatever they're, they're not, they're more than backup pipes. They're perfectly fine to smoke the way they are and be your primary pipe too. So there you go. Uh, highly impressed with what Chris has done with these bone with this bones line and uh, would love to hear your feedback as well. And in just a moment, we will have uh, Nate King. This is Internet Radio. Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening, are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining us technically for a third time, but we'll call this your second time solo visit is uh is a man i now title as nate the king of pipes nate king of nate king pipes but i like nate the king of pipes so nate welcome back uh, thank you that sounds good i like that too yeah uh so did you is that is that like your stage name and your real name's like albert schwartz or something and you switched it to I, nate king I, of pipes very very close very close yeah my, my uh, actual name is mel brooks Oh, okay. Yeah. Or like Bill Taylor did and added Ashton in there. You just said, oh, I want to make King Pipes. So my real name is Nate Waterstone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, for those of you that want to hear the uh, superhero origin story of Nate King, go back to episode 74 back in 2014. Wow. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. I love the picture of you that we used because it was like, just after puberty or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, clean yeah. shaven, all all young and vibrant, or something like that. Well, clean shaven at least. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's just catch up with you. Uh, uh, you know, we we know there there's also an episode where you were when you and uh, Mike Lindner started Briar Lab, and now you're back yep. out. Uh, you're back out solo doing uh back solo, yeah. Doing your own thing. You moved out to the middle of nowhere whatsoever, Indiana, <laughs> right? 
Yes. Down in Southern Indiana. Uh, finally, uh, got, uh, out of my condo that I've lived in since racing days forever ago, uh, in Indianapolis and then uh, moved to Southern Indiana. And, uh, I'm a landowner now. I have, uh, have a new home, and uh, I finally, after years and years and years of renting shops, that you know, having to having to drive from a few minutes to an hour one way to my uh, workshop, uh, I now have a shop at my house. It's fantastic. So you went from being in the city and involved in racing to being in the country and not having to drive anywhere. Yes. Perfect. Indeed. <laughs> indeed and now with and now with amazon and all the other stuff i literally don't have to drive anywhere it's just delivered all to my house so let me ask you then since you're out there in the middle of nowhere i mean do the women think your tractor is sexy yeah <laughs> well at this point it's only a lawn tractor so comparatively to all my neighbors eh, not so much hey listen we all started somewhere we all didn't start smoking <laughs> nate king of pipes uh, you know, we all started somewhere. So you've got, you know, you've got a good starter tractor, you know? Yes, exactly. I, I could see you somewhere down the road, maybe restoring an old tractor and just going out there driving around on it. Oh, absolutely. That's you. You are correct. <laughs> that sounds like fun. All right. So, and you are also one of the rare breeds now because, uh, you are, you're full-time income is from pipe making right yeah yeah has been oh my goodness for 20 some years at this point <laughs> <laughs> so yeah highs and lows and all that but yeah i, I am a full-time pipe maker uh and you've also gained some notoriety of recent because of a certain shape of a pipe that a certain instagram uh pipe celebrity I'll, that's what i'll call neil an instagram pipe <laughs> celebrity because i don't want to call him an influencer um, oh, I hate that term. Yeah, but uh, you want uh, I, this is a surprise question. You want to talk about how that, how the uh, the uh, the Nate King bow pot? I guess that's what it is. How that yeah. came about, and and then yeah, he, and actually we discussed it for a while, and we've got, we've actually got another one on on the uh, back burner for right now. Um, I'll be making for him soon uh another actual sixth in shape but uh with uh with the uh bonord uh, pot which i just I, I didn't know what to call it ever it's more of a cauldron than anything but i just started calling it a blow pot and that kind of stuck <laughs> um but uh because i'm like I, I don't even know what to call this shape it's so unique and it is uniquely bow and uh but yeah we had uh discussed it and he, he it's good of course I, the you know it long ago when we discussed it it was like oh man i don't know if i even want to try this and, you know hey at the time i wasn't that particularly in love with the shape because it is a unique shape you know it's a it's for a lot of people i think it's a love it or hated shape but uh we had discussed it and i was all kind of on the fence and you know he, he'd convinced me and uh boy after that i have made Oh my goodness! Probably fifty at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, what you're saying is you're just a one. You you've kind of been uh, pigeonholed into doing a lot of those shapes. Yeah, well, or a lot you know, of that shape. Cur curse me for doing them, doing them so well. 
I guess. <laughs> yeah. And you're so humble, too. I love it. Oh, I'm super, super duper humble. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So how did you how did you approach it? Uh, how did you approach the shape? And how, you know, how long did it, how many different versions of it did you make before you finally settled in on the style and the, and the little nuances of it that you like? Well, the, the odd thing is, is I had made, I made three examples for him, my first three, and he got all three of them. <laughs> um, he, he liked all three of them. He liked the uniqueness of each. Um, and I, had, he and I had discussed and I think you and I have talked about this even um, the for uh, the for Bowden or the way, especially the one that he smoked that had the crack in the rim. <laughs> that shape for me, because there's a lot of people who have done uh, their interpretations of it. But uh, for me, the core essence of that pipe is it's sturdy. You know, he, he obviously it had a crack in the rim and he smoked it forever. Yeah. So there's a sturdiness to it. And a lot of guys have gone really lean and sleek and tried to make it really elegant, which for me d does not really uh, jive with the pipe. For me, the, the view here is you've got like modern supermodels and they're all skinny and toothpicks, you know, it's like <laughs> almost to the unhealthy range. But back in the 40s, 50s, you had pinup girls on calendars, and they all were curvy and, you know, and looked beautiful. And that's, to me, the bullpot is a uh, is an old pinup girl. So that does, that does make sense, because looking at the shape, it bolt, you know, it's got the, it, it's thicker at the top and narrows in the middle. So kind of imagine that pinup girl yeah, from of, bust down. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> But actually technically from a pipe smoking standpoint the most abusive part of uh, the two most abusive times of smoking a bowl is getting it lit at the beginning and mm -hmm. then trying to finish off the bottom of it so if you've got bowl thickness on the top and the bottom it's yep. it's a little more it's more durable yeah yeah it's going to be kind of an insulative property in essence yeah but, uh, yeah so that's kind of you know maybe that's why those women were so sturdy too. I I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't speak to that. But yeah, <laughs> I'm not talking about that. But it also does make sense because you know as I as I told you at the Chicago Pipe Show, I have a Nate King pipe. I don't travel yes. with it because the one I have is um got some fairly narrow tolerances and delicate somewhat. So for traveling and. <laughs> Could be damaged. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did that? I mean, you know, before that, you kind of you always had a style. You were always known for doing some over the top, freaky, bizarre, steampunk looking things. Yeah, fairly, fairly unique. Yeah. Uh, and then you played around with different colors and kind of. Uh, yeah, I love some of the different colored stems that you do and used. Uh, mm -hmm. but is this kind of helping to redefine your style? Is this a, is this like an evolutionary thing? A, a bit. I, I tend to kind of go in phases of, you know, just full on creativity and not, not paying attention to the masters of the past. <laughs> um, 
and then I, I will go through and I will work on specific shapes. And the weird thing is, is it's usually from my clients, from my collectors. They will come and say, I want a bow pot made. And so that snaps me back into traditional, snaps me back into, you know, interpretation of an original, but not, you know, I, I, my last thing I want to do is make a copy, but uh, talent borrows and genius steals. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I try and make my own version of, you know, my vision of each shape. So it ebbs and flows with, whether I'm just doing something, trying to create something completely new, you know, as we can. And going back to the basics on, man, I have not made billiards. You know, I have actually made a bunch of bings recently. Um, and it's, it's like, oh, I got my the stronghold back on traditional shapes and the making sure that they look perfect. Because it's easy to see what a billiard is wrong. <laughs> So I'm thinking about what you said where talent borrows and genius steals or something like that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out which one you're in. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. But we'll take a break right here while I think about that. When we come back, we'll talk more with Nate King in particular. We're going to get into pipe shows. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. For over 150 years... Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mielefolge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with the genius that is Nate, the King of Pipes. So I thought about it, Nate. I decided you're a genius. All right. Well, I mean, you are. You are a, I believe, a doctor of pipes, right? Yes. I yes, I are. So, one. so I will allow that. I, I would not say that of myself, but if you say it, then I mean, you're you have the doctorate. So well, and if you say it, you're you're the king. So I can't, you know disavow what the king says <laughs> yeah no so anyway okay enough of that <laughs> all right all right so uh pipe shows are of interest to me lately because of a certain las yeah. vegas international pipe show that's coming up and i'm indeed now as i was discussing this morning i've now screwed up my really fun trip to vegas in the fall by taking over <laughs> Working but, on yes, this. by managing and <laughs> you and Dave, yeah, yeah, Dave and I, we used to go there to have fun. <laughs> now, we'll be... yeah, now, now it's just work. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's the end of that. So, uh, let's talk about the uh, the recently passed uh, Chicago Pipe Show where I got to hang out with you. You know, yeah, tickle your scruffy beard. 
and uh, and and say hi to you. Yeah, that you did. <laughs> so, from your perspective as a pipe maker, mm-hmm. uh, what do you want to get out of a pipe show? What were you looking forward to? What were you, you know, what 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 are you what are you going there for? Yeah, but, well, and I have a unique as as you mentioned before. Since I am full time, this is all I do is pipe making. Um, I have a different perspective than a lot of guys. A lot of guys are hobbyists and, or, you know, they have full-time jobs, but do this on the side, you know, lots of, there's a myriad of different, uh, scenarios for people. So my perspective is a little different than some. Mm -hmm. Um, so my, this is my business is how I make my livelihood, you know, how I pay for a house and things like that, how I eat. So First and foremost, for a lot of shows, and I used to not have this attitude, but I've also gotten a little, a little grayer, a little more silver in the hair, and a little wiser. <laughs> is this is this is how I make my living? So I need to be good at it, and I need to be efficient with it. So my first and foremost for every pipe show I go to is I have to make money. Um, that's that's you know like convention show, you know the guys guys that go to Comic Con and all that, all the people that set up. They spend a fortune to do that, but they make, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, as a business runs, it's all for profit. So that's my main goal. The amazing and wonderful side benefits of it is I get to go and hang out with all my friends and, and smoke and drink and have fun. So like I said, the, the main, you know, and there's every show has ups, you know, ebbs and flows. As I said earlier, the uh, ups and downs of shows. Some shows are great. Sometimes it's not so good, you know, just things you deal with. But uh, uh, making a profit is pretty, pretty important. Yeah, so when you're looking at a show, you're looking at, all right, how much is it going to cost me to travel, stay, uh, yeah. eat? Yeah, meals, et cetera, you know. Yeah. And you know, you're taking brown and out to dinner. Uh, and you're And you're also looking at time out of the shop because that's time where you're not producing product. Right, exactly. Yeah, because, again, I also have uh, commission lists and uh, retailers I supply, so that means that, yeah, when I'm not in the shop or I'm at a show, obviously, you know, going, I will have a supply at the show to sell, so that's that's good. But, yeah, that means I'm not have, having guaranteed sales met, you know? So Nate, the king of pipes, does not have his secret batch of minions still at home producing stuff while he's out. No, no, no more minions. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you're at the show, yeah, you know, obviously you've got uh, you've got client friends, you know, that that are there that you want to see. But is it also as important to meet new people? Absolutely, networking, and again. So not only uh, nurture, I don't know a better word for it. That sounds a little little too much, but nurture relationships I've had uh, with collectors I've had for years um, to to be able to, uh, to, you know, just continue that relationship and build upon it. You know, guys, you know, obviously have changing tastes and, and want different things. So to continue to build upon that, but also, yeah, it is, for the new people, and I will I will plug right here. Anybody listening to this that is into pipes, go to a show. They're fantastic. 
there are a number of shows across the U.S. and ending uh, at the Las Vegas International that I'm looking forward to quite a bit. We've obviously, with some certain uh, recent <laughs> historical <laughs> events, have not had shows for a bit, so it's been nice to get back. And even though the management has changed, you're still going, but with some trepidation. Um <laughs> When you're at a pipe show, do you spend time looking at what other pipe makers or what other pipe brands are doing? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of different lines of thought on that. I, you know, over the years, I've talked to a lot of pipe makers, and some guys are, oh, I'm not even on Instagram, or I don't do this, I don't follow anyone else, because I don't want to be tainted by, you know, I don't want to be influenced by their work. And then, you know, like I'm in the more in the in the realm of, well, there are masters that have made stuff before me. They probably knew what they were doing, so I should probably try and emulate that. Like I said, I don't. I, I really, in my heart of hearts, I try not to copy anything verbatim. But I, for me, it's like, man, there's such a history there that I want to honor that. You know, there's hundreds of years of making pipes before me, and by guys far more talented than I am. Um, and if I can, if I can build upon that, you know, this standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, so. Yeah. I would imagine down there where you live, which probably looks like a John Cougar melon camp video. Um, <laughs> yeah, My, there's not pink houses. Sorry. Unfortunately. Well, yeah, but I'm just imagining there's, there's probably not a lot of Conowitz or Teddy Knudsen's or Iverson sure, products. Yeah, yeah, yeah down there so you so then at these shows you get a chance to pick up touch and and look at those yes yeah and yeah all kinds of all kinds of makers uh and i do i go around and look and see what guys have done um you know guys from my era after my era um watching some of the creativity is it's exciting to see it's like man seeing what some makers how how they interpret things or how they do things it's like oh wow that's that's fantastic you know and like i said the beauty is is it's like i might take something from that i might not i it may be you know like oh man that fits my style i can use an element or two from it mm -hmm. kind of thing but you know i i always i always work on keeping it my own and and uh just building upon what others have done but yeah seeing uh sometimes they will have collections at shows, yeah, uh, especially Chicago was noted for that. Um, but also, just your just your collectors that you're, you're in touch with all the time will have uh, occasionally will have some of those, you know, and some of them from a long ago. <laughs> uh, well, I, I would imagine you'll also end up seeing some things not to do. Oh, sure, sure. Um, you know, there's. Obviously, there's a whole spectrum of, of uh, people, pipe makers, et cetera, at the, at the shows. And believe me, I at one point, I was a, an example of, oh, oh, don't do that. No. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> you know, so um, everybody's got to start somewhere. And, you know, now that I've been doing this for a minute, um, I, I can now lend some aid to guys that are, you know, just coming into the hobby uh, and and wanting to either, you know, just for fun or maybe a little more serious, uh, of trying to make pipes. And, you know, I, I'm happy to share the, the, 
ways to avoid the pitfalls I <laughs> found myself in, uh, you know, through the growing process. So how was this, how was this past Chicago show for you? Kind of, I guess maybe kind of give us an itinerary of what you did and, and how it, yeah, how it came out. We, nobody's really listening. So you can talk about, you Yeah, you, know, you can talk honestly about it. Anything. <laughs> uh, so for me, I, it was a tentative a bit, uh, cause it's been so long since we've had one. Yeah. Um, I did not do my, I used to go up for a full week, seven or eight days. Um, cause again, that was when all the, all the, uh, rest of the world came in for the pipe show. It was the pipe show. And this year they did, a, obviously with everything that's happened, I did not expect a hundred percent, uh, that and all the restrictions and things going on all over around the world. Um, I knew there wouldn't be, you know, the, the same old show. But um, I was pleasantly surprised. We had a number of, of people there, and I would say we were at least 70, 80%, I think. Uh, I'm not always good with numbers, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the new venue was fantastic. The uh, Lincolnshire Marriott was, I, I won't mention the old show, the old place. <laughs> No, we but, may it rest in peace. Um, but uh, ironically, part of it burned down the week before yes, we were the week before the show. I, uh, that irony of ironies, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Lincolnshire Marriott, they, I think they were uh, surprised at what they didn't know what to expect. Um, so every time I made sure to talk to the front desk every day. And and uh, say and tell them, hey, I'm really happy to be here. And and as the weekend went on, I would come down and the, the say the same people would 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 say, yeah, we, you know, towards the end, especially they're like, you guys are great. Like <laughs> we love having you here. This is fantastic, and it's good income for the for the uh, hotel itself. So. You know, I think it's a win-win. I am, I am optimistic for the future there. They have some some uh, new blood running the show as well, so that was uh, kind of reinvigorating. You know, it was a nice after such a break. It was a nice, uh, not nice, welcome back, not send off, but welcome back to the show. Yeah, uh, I think they did a, a really good job. When what day did you get in? Uh, Thursday. And did you just kind of, it uh, was, was it Thursday night where I stuck my finger in some of your bowls? So I, I'm just <laughs> warning people. Some of you bought pipes from Nate that had my finger in it prior to you buying it. It, it was, it was Thursday. Yes. Yeah. So you spent Thursday just kind of hanging out and doing the, uh, doing the smoking tent routine and going out to dinner with friends and then, and then spent yes. Yeah. It. Yeah, I, I literally checked in, took my stuff up to the room, uh, probably around noon, a little bit further drive now that I'm in southern Indiana, um, but got there about noon, checked in, went up, uh, dropped off my stuff, took my pipe case down to the spoon tent, and uh, at that at that point, there were probably a dozen people out there, so not too many, but I found, again, found friends I haven't spoken to in forever, you know, just the game, game on. <laughs> yeah. 
How do you work that when you open up your when you arrive and open up your case on Thursday? Do you you know first come first serve? Do you have some pipes that are held for specific people? Do you hold I stuff? I will have sometimes, yeah, sometimes I will have commissions and or, you know, guys that are like, hey, I'm going to be at so-and-so show, the Columbus show, the, you know, uh, like I said, the Las Vegas show coming up. I'm sure I'll have a couple there that I'll be delivering uh, just to save on shipping. And, uh, and you know, it's nice to be able to hand deliver something as well, you know, uh, that, that I've made for someone. So I will have, uh, like in Chicago, I had a couple that were commissions. I had I had one that had been reserved, and uh, so I delivered those. And then, yeah, the rest is first come, first served. I try to be as fair as possible. And the, the funny thing is, is most guys are, they'll, like on Thursday, they'll, they'll oh, I want that, and they'll, they'll get it from me. But they'll then they'll they'll say oh you can you, you keep it and put it on your table and and I'm like no no man I'd rather you, I'd rather you enjoy it I don't often get to sit and have a bowl with uh, my collectors with people you know often they go off and I never see them again <laughs> and I'm lucky if somebody has an Instagram photo of it. <laughs> Are you sitting there sweating and going oh, I hope that bowl I hope it doesn't burn out or. <laughs> No, 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 all my stuff's top quality. You know that. I know, I know. So, <laughs> but those, but those commission pipes or those ones you're delivering, those will be in your case for people to see until you deliver yes. them, uh, and then you'll have some stuff for sale and whatever happens happens. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, if guys are real insistent, then I'm, I'll, I'll hold on to the stuff they've gotten already. And, but like I said, I usually come most shows. I have enough that. A couple of pipes, you know, the commissions or the ones that they buy on Thursday, uh, a couple of pipes gone is not going to affect my show itself. I'll have plenty for the table. Yeah. So the and then the pre-show day, Friday, you're are you hanging out at the pre-show and hanging out in the tent and doing the same thing? You know, peddling peddling pipes out of a metal case. I, I, depending on the show, uh, they had uh, new rules this year in Chicago, so yeah. uh, I didn't do that. Um, they had a uh, actual vendor kind of vendor table set up, uh, and like I said, compared to previous years, they did a really nice job of it this year. Um, I thought it was a lot more professional. Um, so I, I, I had brought my case down, and they said, "Oh well, it's it's this much for a table," and and. You know, and first come, first served, and all that stuff. And I said, "Oh well, I've already gotten a table tomorrow, and I have others. I had other meetings and things to go to, so I couldn't sit there the whole the whole day at my you know out in the tent." Yeah. So I had you know I I said I won't yeah I'm not going to do that. I'll uh, I'll t- I took my pipes up to the room, and uh, and then uh, like I said I've talk to a few people and then like i said i had some meetings to get to and discuss things with some collectors you had some secret top secret king conversations yeah double not secret yeah yeah so how did the uh yeah honestly and nobody and again nobody's listening so it doesn't matter uh fair enough (laughs) i mean how was the sales on saturday and sunday did you sell out you know or yeah, sales were sales were fantastic. I again, I had sold uh, more on Thursday than I ever have. Um, Friday has always been a lull day for me. I don't know why, but 
usually don't sell anything on a Friday and then Saturday and Sunday. And yeah, I did ended up selling out, uh, by, uh, by the close on Sunday, I'd, I'd sold all my pipes. So yeah, it was, it was a resounding success. And I'm assuming you probably ended up with a few commissions from people that said, you know, I saw that pipe. Can you do something like that? Or, Oh, Hey, you're Nate King. I want one of your pipes. Yes, indeed. That, that is true. Um, that's one nice thing as, as we discussed the networking aspect before. Um, the nice thing is, is yeah, I will meet new people and often guys will, cause again, I'm in a certain tier, uh, price range and I'm not for everyone, you know, especially the new guy coming in who doesn't know what he wants yet, doesn't know what he likes. Um, so I will have a lot of people come to shows and, oh, hey, hey, Nate, nice to meet you, This, you know, and discuss things. And, you know, I'd actually like to get one. I've been I've been saving up. I wanted to, you know, I've seen your seen your work. I like it, you know, and uh, I want to get uh, get a piece of yours. So. You know, that's always, like I said, the networking and connecting with people is is very important to me. And then, of course, there's the smoking of the rare and odd tobaccos that show up at. Always. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's fantastic. And I I try and do my part as well. (laughs) Bring some old stuff. But Yeah. Yeah, there are. And again, I do not. Some of these guys that bring stuff, I'm like, where did you find this? He's 100 years old. You know, it's like from the from the twenties or the forties, and it's I don't. It's like where does this even exist? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like they scour every yard sale, antique store, flea market, swap meet, around the world, <laughs> estate sales, and you know they do this all year yeah. long, and they find four tins, and then they bring them and open them up for us to smoke. I'm like, yeah, I hate to tell you this, but I'm all about me, and if I did that. I ain't bringing that and putting it out on a table at a pipe show. Forget you guys. Well, that, that's the lovely part about the pipe community in general, and especially pipe shows, is I was telling guys at the at the Chicago show, some new guys that have not been to, either been to like smaller shows or had never been to a show, and I said, you could literally, if you didn't buy a pipe here, if you had a pipe already, you could literally bring a pipe to the show and have zero tobacco of your own and still not be able to smoke everything that everyone has to yep. share. There are, you know, it's such a generous community. I, that's one, one of the things that's one of the reasons I stick around. Uh, one of the reasons I uh, love the community so much. I am, uh, I, I tout myself as being, you know, talented in three things. One, I can out talk most people Two, I can out smoke most people. And three, I can out drink coffee with most people. Yeah. yeah. I came um, home yeah. after four days and I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to smoke anything. I just wanted to lay down. Yeah, that's, they are, they can be exhausting in a good way. Um, <laughs> there's such high energy at shows. It's so, it's so fun. Uh, but yes, it is. And that's like I said, old, old in Chicago days. When I would come up on a Monday or Tuesday and leave the next Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> um, by the time I got done and I got home, it was, I took a week off. Like it was that, uh, I was <laughs> yeah. that tired, that worn out that I just, you know, that and creatively, you know, it's, I didn't want to get in the shop and, and just mess something up. You know, it's, I, I needed a break. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Nate, the king of pipes, it is now time to wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. And I think the last time you did this was probably, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago, six years ago. Oh, so. yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see what's changed, but here you go. Uh, what is your favorite pipe? Uh, boy, again, man, as, as I have discussed with you before, I have moods. I don't really have favorite. my One of my favorites is, is a uh, shop bow pot I have of my own. <laughs> made by me. <laughs> made, made by you, but not uh, well enough to go out into the world. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple little things that I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't sell this. So, but it's good, you know, fine for me to smoke because I don't mind it. Oh, come on. Were you looking at that pipe and going, I really like this one, and wait. Oh, oh, look at that little tiny thing right there. Yeah, I can't sell it. I'll keep it. I mean, maybe. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not going to disclose that information. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite tobacco? Oh, boy. I have been, I have recently been on a GLP's kick. Nothing in particular, but a lot of peace stuff. I'm, I really like, I've I've, especially some of the uh, newer varieties he's got out with the, of course, spark plug is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, a penny farthing and all the, you know, uh, some of the newer stuff that's come out. It's been, been really fantastic. And what is Nate, the King of Pipes favorite drink? I'd say right now, probably bourbon. Uh, different different varieties of bourbon. Obviously, you know me well enough to know that the Mountain Dew is going to Diet Mountain Dew, and <laughs> and so that's my normal go to. But for as as far as like a uh, imbibing, uh, there's a nice thing about Indiana is there's quite a few distilleries, and I'm not that far from Kentucky, so <laughs> plenty of good bourbons to be found. And when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? It is a toss-up between movie and music for me. Uh, I, oddly enough, I don't know why I have this in my head, and I know it's incorrect, but when I sit down and read a book, I feel like I'm wasting time. <laughs> it's like I should be doing something, which makes no sense because you sit and listen to music or you sit and watch a movie. It's the same thing. But, uh, but yeah, I don't read that often, but, uh, but I do enjoy movies and uh, music depending on the, on the night. Well, and now where you live, you can turn that John Cougar Mellencamp music up as loud as you want, and you're not disturbing the neighbors. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, not so much John Cougar Mellencamp, but uh, a lot of jazz. <laughs> I like jazz. And then finally, do you have a favorite pipe smoking related memory probably over the last four or five years or last week or last hour? Yeah, I mean, that's hard. That's a, again, that's a hard one to narrow down. There are so many, you know. Probably, you know, the Chicago and just having been three years, being able to see people I have not seen in that long because, you know, we don't see each other except for at the show. Yeah. So it, it was really nice. But, man, I, I'm telling you, the as you know, the beauty of pipe shows is that there always there will always be awesome memories uh, of, of fantastic people you get to meet and. And, and it's, yeah, like I said, it's just so, so cool. You know, it really was, it took, it kind of took my breath away for a minute when I walked mm -hmm. into the smoking tent on 
it was like late Friday afternoon, early Friday evening. That's probably because they didn't have the fans on. Well, but there wasn't a single seat available, and yes. the yeah. entire tent was just yeah. filled with pipe smoke. Oh, yeah. We out there, there was standing room only. There were times where it's, yeah, not only is every seat taken, but people are just standing, you know, people are just standing in aisles and, yeah. and just having a good time. It is, yeah, it is, it's quite, it's, it's actually quite a heartwarming moment, you know, to see all, oh. all, all that, all that people uh, enjoying the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the website is uh, Nate King Pipes. It's not Nate the King of Pipes, but it should be. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Nate King dot com. Instagram. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Everything. My Twitter. My Instagram and all that. Everything is Nate King Pipes. Uh, so yeah, get out there, follow me, and and see what I'm up to. <laughs> Yeah, and go back and look at the old picture from uh, of you from the podcast from oh, like the oh, second I'd year. Prefer and prefer not. Prefer not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, puberty but, wasn't kind to most people, and you especially. But yeah, you you got out of it. Fair so. fair Nate, thank but, you yeah, very much. I am certainly looking forward to. Uh, the, I got uh, before then. There's the Columbus show. Yeah, which is always a fun one. Smaller show, but always a fun one. And then, like I said, I am looking forward to the. Uh, new management the uh the new uh las vegas international pipe show uh, we'll we'll see how the management does i don't i trust one of the guys but me nah not so much <laughs> fair enough i trust you Nate. i think it's going to be fantastic and like i said if you're anywhere near it uh anyone listening come on out because it is a fantastic time yeah and nate will let you uh nate will let you tickle his beard for because he lets me so uh, anyway, uh, Nate, thanks well, for coming maybe. on. Always good to see you. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thanks, Brian. We'll be back in just a minute. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Do make sure and uh, check out everything Nate does and uh, follow him on all the uh, on all the socials, man, like the kids do. You know, that's where the kids do it, on all the socials. Yeah. All right, for music, I found a, uh, I found a note, and I'm pretty sure I played this before, but then I was listening to it, and I thought, dang, that's cool. Uh, it's Helen Merrill and Ron Carter, and the song is called Album Leaves, and Ron Carter's the bass player. Anyway, I realize it's now the dog days of summer here and the long winter of uh, the southern hemisphere, but we get uh, we get autumn leaves. The falling leaves drift by my window. The autumn leaves of red and gold. I see your lips. Those summer kisses Those sunburned hands 
could feel a cool crisp breeze just listening to that you got mail you got mail you got mail and remember comments or questions you can email them directly to me brian at pipesmagazine.com or post them in the pipes magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com and before we get started into the mailbag don't forget a guest rant coming up after this and next week JDRF auction items will go over what we uh, what all we got tins of tobacco accessories pipes and stuff the tins of tobaccos will be listed on Steve's website on July 16th and the auction items the pipes and accessories those will go on Steve's eBay store on uh, the auctions will begin on July 16th so keep an eye out for those remember 100% of the proceeds go to JDRF and uh, to uh, help find a cure and treatment for type 1 diabetes. All right, going back a couple weeks, Hunter writes, Brian, I just listened to your interviews of Fall River, Massachusetts residents Mark Dion and John Brandt in that order. And then I realized that Mr. Brandt had to be the model for John Bear Bauer, proprietor of the old firehouse smoke shop in Mr. Dion's Mill River Stories, as featured in Pipes and Tobacco's magazine. If you ever have the occasion to interview either again in the future, please explore this connection. Best regards, Hunter. Hunter, uh, you know, writer's secrets, maybe. Uh, yeah, could be. And then uh, Bryant writes, uh, 
in the pre-Father's Day show. Hi, Brian. I just finished listening to your latest show, and you are certainly right. That conversation with Fred Hanna was certainly epic. Talk about a deep dive into our collective psyche, id, and super egos. When you combine psychology with pipe smoking, I think you would have a hard time finding anyone anywhere better equipped to discuss this than Dr. Hanna. So I guess according to Baron de Rothschild via Fred, my favorite wine ever could very well be a $6 bottle of Boone's Farm enjoyed on the French Riviera with a supermodel draped on my arm. Keep up the good work, sir. <laughs> I think any wine enjoyed on the French Riviera would be great. Uh, and then uh, Umber Piper writes, Brian, show 508 was very entertaining. The new Las Vegas International Pipe Show website is looking good. And on a side note, it's looking even better and better every day. In fact, it's now full of all my gibberish and links and stuff. Uh, then he says, thanks for the advice on reserving a room through the site for a discount. Yeah, click on the link on the site. Uh, I was pleased to hear you mention Ukraine versus Mordor, so I wanted to share why it's important to us pipe smokers. Ukrainian Max Bogdan, also known as Radon, makes extraordinary pipes, including an Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator, a Danny Trejo Machete, a Ron Perlman Hellboy, and more famous faces than I can count, including Lord of the Rings pipes. Arnold and Ron can be seen smoking their pipes on Max's website, craftsmanpipes.com. You can find him on all the usual social medias. Max has recently escaped the war. How he will continue to make pipes, I do not know. But if any of your listeners can reach out and help one of our own, I hope they will try. Looking forward to more Fred Janusik. It sounds like you have a lot of work ahead of you in Vegas. I hope it doesn't interfere with your podcast. I would sorely miss even one week without it. All the best, Umber Piper. Uh, you won't miss one. Yeah, well, I'll keep shows coming. And I did reach out to... Uh, to max about coming on the show and he is not comfortable as english is like a third or fourth language for him but we do wish him well he is in a uh, safe place and making pipes again so uh, that was nice to hear and then uh, going back to last week's show with uh, the part three of fred janusik dino writes i'm soaked from the waves of nostalgia fred has washed me in gad I remember so many of those times, places, people, and events. Yes, today's pipe community is rich with its own pomp and circumstance, and they too will look back on these days just as we old farts do of our days with moist eyes and full hearts. Uh, great music choice. Freddie and your two Freds are among my favorite entertainers. A wonderful show. Thanks, Dino. <laughs> Fred Janusik and uh, Fred Hanna and uh, Fred Mercury. There's a three. I'd like to see those three guys sitting at a table together. Uh, Casey Ghost says, this was a very good show, particularly for those of us who are old enough to have fought in the Civil War. Fred's reminiscences are done at a delightful pace, and you feel like you were there. His memories make me really miss the things that were going on, <laughs> going afield in the 80s and 90s that I knew nothing about. I was... Uh, I was stuck out in nowhere, Missouri, with a crazed wife and four kids. The only thing keeping me going was my pipe. It was in the 2000s that I finally heard about the Pipe Smokers Ephemeris, and of course by then Tom Dunn had died and the Ephemeris was done. I started attending pipe shows as the Carvers started showing up and the rest is history. Good times. 
I don't like Queen's music as a rule, but they do have a number of songs that I do like. Unfortunately, this wasn't one of them. Freddie did have a pleasant voice, though. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Uh, and then uh, Renfield says, Thanks for the great series with Fred Janusik. It really was a window into the past of our hobby. It would have been better if we were all hanging out together in a well-appointed smoking lounge sharing our favorite blends, but your show gets us passably close. That's perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, and then uh, Cliff the Honky Tonk Man says, Hi, Brian. I've been meaning to write for some time now. I'm an expat living and working in South Korea in the ship construction industry on the beautiful island of Gyoji, G-E-O-J-E. Uh, I started pipe smoking around the end of December 2019, so still very much learning the finer points of the hobby. I distinctly remember trying to light my corn cob in the smoking area of one of the shipyards. The wind was howling and it was persisting down with rain and I was certainly attracting the interest and curiosity of the Korean yard workers. There is no pipe smoking culture here at all. Bizarrely, it turns out that a buddy of mine, also an expat, had taken up the pipe too around the same time. So that was one more guy to promote the hobby here. Well, actually, I've managed to introduce a couple more guys to it, giving them cobs and sharing out blends of tobacco they thought they might like. And what do you know? They like it. I started off with the uh, I started off with the usual mistake of buying aromatics, not knowing what I was doing, and nobody to ask. I didn't know about the Pipes Magazine radio show or the forum. I'm probably repeating what others have said, but having tried the aromatics and having my tongue in a sling after smoking them, I put the pipe down and left it for a few months. Then after discovering the Pipes Magazine radio show and that there were pipe smoking videos on YouTube, I realized the errors of my past and started trying other blends from the advice of others on YouTube, reading the comments from users posted on the likes of smoking pipes and etc. I'm now settled with what I consider to be my particular favorites and am building my cellar accordingly supplied from smoking pipes, albeit a little too slowly. <laughs> Shipping to Korea, I guess. Uh, I would just like to say that you uh, just like to say thank you to both yourself and Kevin for producing the show again, repeating what others have said before. It really is one of the highlights of my week. I've particularly enjoyed the shows with dr fred Hanna, dr fred janusik and of course rich esserman i'd really like to get a look at his dunhill collection <laughs> the shows with mike and mary mcneil were also a treat in fact i've listened to the interview of mike on his own several times very entertaining and also very interesting still working my way through the backlog but getting there thanks guys cliff honky tonk man Cliff, you are very welcome, and thank you for the thank you for the message. And yeah, just keep working your way through the through the old shows. And then, lastly, Tally says I thoroughly enjoyed Fred's take on how people collected based on their location. Fred's ability to recollect on his experiences was helpful in getting a first person perspective of how the hobby has grown and expanded through the years. Fred's gentle affect and humor has made me look forward to each of these episodes. It's like visiting with my grandfather all over again if he only smoked a pipe. As I work with a museum representing an extremely niche hobby outside of pipes and tobacco, I find it vital to record as much from former generations as possible. 
While we have the benefit of the forum and social media, information about the past is always best presented by those who lived it. As the generation grows older, it's up to us to record as much as we can. I greatly appreciate this series, and it has provided a beautiful window into our hobby. I also think interviewing Fred has shown the kindness and openness our community has for anyone, whether they smoke a cob, a Dr. Graybo, or a high-end number. Well, maybe not so kind if you just run up and give Fred a big hug. <laughs> Thanks again, Tally. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Tally, let me know what uh, what niche museum you're uh, you're working in. All right, again, comments, questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. In just a moment, the the special guest rant. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit, valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345. And as promised, here it is, the guest rant, Kevin Godby. Take it away, angry man. Yes, I'm a little bit miffed, and my rant is about customer service. I will say that Amazon has always done uh, real good for me, uh, except in this one case. I just moved into a new house. Now I have a backyard, so I'm excited to do barbecue, especially for the upcoming 4th of July weekend. So I have my smoker all set up, but my backyard has no shade. So I ordered this really nice barbecue canopy, and it comes in, and I did read some reviews on Amazon where people said, oh, I was missing one or two parts, but I went to the hardware store and got them, and the seller was so nice, they reimbursed me for them. So I'm thinking, I better inventory these parts. And you need two people to put it together, so I hired a handyman. He's scheduled to come over tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. sharp, and there's a part missing except that you can't get it at the hardware store. It's a custom-made piece. It's like a spoke at the top of the point of the roof that everything connects into, kind of <laughs> crucial. Uh, so I send them a message and tell them my predicament. And on top of that, I'm in the new house. I got rid of my old dining room set. I have a new dining room set coming in tomorrow. So this, all these parts are all over the floor, taking up my entire dining room. The plan is we put that together, get it out of there. It's done in the morning and then in the afternoon, the dining room set comes. 
so they don't answer me until I get up this morning. They answered at, at quarter to three in the morning. I'm like, hmm, okay. And said that they have no part in their warehouse. They have to ship it from overseas, and it's going to take one to two weeks. I said, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I have people coming over for Fourth of July, and I need to barbecue. I need my canopy set up, and I need my dining room cleared out of this mess. And no answer. And I suggested just take a part out of a piece you have in inventory. After some more investigation, I found out that both of their domain names are registered in Beijing, China. And I figured out, oh, I see. Everything's in China, and they just have a third-party fulfillment house, which is not going to open up a box and send me a piece. So I'm pretty much stuck with waiting one to two weeks. So I guess I'll just have to be in the very hot Florida sun doing my barbecue. Just have to deal with it. Well, I'll tell you, these are real first world problems. I mean, but for, you know, for a guest rant, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, I hate Ikea because they always say they have extra parts, but they really don't. They don't have the extra parts you need. But (laughs) anyway, uh, Kevin, thank you for that. Uh, Remember, everybody, uh, share the Pipes Magazine radio show wherever you are. Keep following me on Facebook and Instagram and uh, follow the uh, VegasPipeShow.com iTunes ratings and reviews. We really love those as well. Thank you again to uh, Kevin. Thank you to Nate King for joining me. And until next time. the clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather happy Keep Winnie the Pooh out of here, will you? He'll ruin me. <laughs>